what what is cool and what is valuable is this that it is a new thing, a new form of art that didn't exist before. Um, and I think that that is the value. It's, it's new and people think that it can become a, a way to transmit ideas and these were like the first ones of that. Yeah. And it definitely can be. Like the evolution of not only cryptocurrencies, but blockchain technology and its applications across our life cycle, like our life space. This is one of them. This is a really cool thing. And it'll allow artists to better capture value from people that are experiencing it. Right, exactly. Like right now, I talked about the third parties in banking um, where we don't like if I send you money over Venmo I don't send you money directly I send money to Venmo Venmo changes the record to you and you can withdraw it uh, that's also what happens in the art world look at Spotify if I'm an artist and I make songs and I want to send them to people I can't send them directly to people and get money for it because of that lack of digital scarcity we talked about I need to trust Spotify to basically manage the rights of my music so that it doesn't get copied and it doesn't end up in a million hands for free. Um, and Spotify, for the privilege of doing that, takes gigantic commissions and basically squashes the artist and they take all of the profits from them for themselves. So when we're able to use this technology to, to have a peer-to-peer -peer transaction of of what used to be digitally copyable art and make it not digitally copyable, copyable make it scarce, um, we're going to get rid of all these rent seekers and, and artists should theoretically be able to thrive. Are there any platforms right now attempting to solve that problem? Malcolm, funny. Do, you, Malcolm do you know of any either? Because I know you do research in the crypto use case space. The, the whole point would be that to, to get rid of the yeah. platforms. So, like, I, I, I... Well, the Internet of Things doesn't exist, though, and so is there right. a community where people are posting their art or their creative, whatever they own in an NFT? This conversation right now, we can post yeah. two places and then kind of accelerate and be a part of the so creation of this? Are there places like that? There's a really growing, rapidly funded, like rapidly growing startup called OpenSea.io, Open and then SEA.io, and they scrape the blockchain data basically to, um, to find NFTs that are for sale and give a nice interface for it. So you can go there, you can see all the NFTs that are for sale. I think they even give you an interface to mint NFTs. Um, and it, it's like a nice auction interface. It's pretty cool, but it interacts directly with the blockchains. But how do you... There are also really cool, okay. cool NFT use cases in some of the blockchain-based video games where, like, you know, rare items in a game could be a, an open sea for sale, like, you know, this sword with this power and these attributes, you could go on OpenSea and buy that sword for your video game. And there's only one of that sword in that game, or there's only 10 of it. But you know, it's like... Yeah, so that's another thing. Like, we're taking this item that used to just belong to the game developer's database, where they could only broker the transactions, and we are moving it to a world where the thing exists outside of that game developer's database, and people can transact peer-to-peer. -peer. How do you buy how do you buy NFTs? How, do you have to make them? Do you take cash and turn them in, buy tokens like at 
you know, Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> yeah, so there's many ways. Like, you can go on that website, OpenSea.io, and see that there are some for sale. Um, it, it depends on the blockchain that the NFT is on. So if you went to OpenSea.io and you saw an Ethereum-based NFT, you could pay with Ethereum to the wallet address that owns that NFT to, to get it, basically. After today, Pam's going to own Bitcoin, right? Specifically Bitcoin. Yes. If she goes to an Ethereum NFT, like goes to buy an NFT, it's in Ethereum. Is there a service in place where she can say, my, in my wallet, I have $100 worth of Bitcoin. I would like to convert this to Ethereum to make this transaction. Is there a way where, like, does that exist right now? So those things do exist, but those are basically trusted third parties like you need to send bitcoin to a person and then that person will money change you to a theory like a bank yeah exactly sure like bitcoin exists bitcoin is its own self-contained network where i can send bitcoin to anyone else without using that trusted third party but if i want to change my bitcoin for like dollars or ethereum or whatever i do need to use a trusted third party Okay. Can that happen in real time? Is that... Yeah, right? you can go on Coinbase, uh, basically any crypto exchange. You'd also, like, ask a friend if they have both. Uh, there I... are also decentralized exchanges that are really cool, that are computer programs that, is, by oh. the way they're designed, they match the market, and you can go... Um, so it's, you could call it a third party. Adam might... But I definitely it, will. It, it's not about to. PNC Bank. It's it's a whole DAO and decentralized economy. Well, so the way that those work is they are on a blockchain. So that one, like there are decentralized exchanges on Ethereum, where if you have a token, you could have a token on Ethereum that represents Bitcoin and trade it on the decentralized exchange on ethereum for other ethereum based assets like nfts or ethereum or uh, they have dollar based stable coins on on the ethereum blockchain you can do that but it is still it is on ethereum um and it's not you're not trading real bitcoin that those exist too but those are definitely trusted third parties that's that's like a guy with a server what about the whole first step of how to get Bitcoin? All right, we're going to do it right now. So, Pam, what I need you to do is uh, download a wallet. Uh, my preferred one that I've been sending people to is Moon Wallet, M-U-U-N. Moon, two U's. Yeah, I like that. Moon Wallet, it's the first thing that came up. Yay. Install now, Coinbase Wallet. What are the differences between wallets? Well, I have a meta. I have a MetaMask wallet, and it only takes Ethereum-based coins. So I have to have a different wallet for this one. Yes. Yeah, so a wallet is essentially an interface to the Bitcoin block or to a crypto blockchain. I'm going to focus back on Bitcoin. Um, so what what um, Pam is downloading right now is an interface to the Bitcoin blockchain. It's going to create for her first a private key. That is Pam's password. And she needs to protect that with her life. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the private key, you generate a public key, which you don't want to share to anybody. But yeah, so what, what Pam is doing right now is she got her private key and she is writing oh, down the yet. 20... Oh. I have to, I have to download. 
I had to download the app first. <laughs> I'm okay, downloading app. There we go. She is about to have to write down her 24 words okay. in a secure oh, it's still, place. It's still, it's still down there, 43%. Okay, well, what she has downloaded is called, it's a, it's a, it generates a private key for her, and then it generates Bitcoin addresses. These Bitcoin addresses are related to her private key. Because the private key can essentially sign or send Bitcoin out of addresses that her wallet is now creating. Um, so what's going to happen is... Open. Create a new wallet. Yes. Create your wallet. Create your PIN. Okay. And that's done. Do you have paper? Yep. Yes. Okay. Let's go. And then it just says send, receive. So Moon Wallet is very beginner friendly, so you can send and receive Bitcoin without getting your private keys. Oh. But you see there should be an option. It tells you, like, if you want to be extra safe, write this down. Back up your wallet. Yeah, that's Create it. a backup. Back up your wallet. Now, if Pam didn't do this and started immediately receiving Bitcoin to that wallet address, if her phone fell off, fell into the ocean, if Pam was sailing and the phone fell into the ocean, or... or uh, I got my bag got stolen, yeah, like, which happens so, all the time. You know Pam really well. She she goes sailing in San Francisco <laughs> Bay. It's yeah. uh, Well, anyway, her phone would be the only place that that private key exists. And if she lost her phone, she would lose the Bitcoin that I send her forever. Oh. Right. Because you don't have the words. Right. And the, the words make it so that she could download a completely different wallet application and access the same Bitcoin. A different wallet. So she doesn't have to use Moon Wallet. She can shop around for wallets and decide, Moon Wallet's not for me. I want to do this other one. Correct. And that is because they are an interface onto the Bitcoin network. But really, the Bitcoin is stored on the network at an address that anyone can, can see um, with access with uh, basically a block explorer sure i understand and so they are just simply the storefront for accessing my bitcoin right so there's many different wallets you can check different ones out figure out which one you like the most sure yeah like the color scales and which one yeah seriously yeah, UIs, i mean yeah, there's there's no real differences but there there are differences right well, you like Moon Wallet. Do you use Moon Wallet? You're, they're, they're beginner friendly. You're obviously an expert. Do you use Moon Wallet or do you prefer something else? My preference, so the way that I am set up is I have a hardware wallet which stores my key on its own separate device. Um, the one that I use is called Cold Card and it, it looks like a calculator. It's pretty cool. I have to enter in two pins to access it um, and I never plug it into my computer at all so that there would be no way that the internet touches it and it could be hacked. Um, And then the way that I see my addresses and like set up my transactions to send Bitcoin is uh, through a a software wallet on my computer called the Sparrow wallet. Okay. But that's for... We'll get there. That's for like my savings. Um, That's like my savings account of Bitcoin. For like my checking account of Bitcoin, I just used the first wallet I was introduced to, which was BRD wallet. Mm. But I want to move it 
to BRD is the wallet when you sold me Bitcoin earlier this year. I remember BRD being the wallet. Yeah, that's that's what I use. Sure. Um, but Moon Wallet is definitely better. It's it's just new, and I I haven't gone through the process of migrating to it. Right. I'm writing down things <laughs> that are important for later that I'm going to put in my lock safety box with the fireproof things with the stuff up here in this you know one square foot of real estate above your shoulders that's where you got to keep it yeah so i uh, the last episode i talked about the holocaust how um the the nazis would uh, confiscate the jews gold that was because gold is physical and can be confiscated um but if if we were in a situation like that again pam could memorize these 24 words and store all of her value in bitcoin without something that the nazis could take uh, I also want to point out, you actually don't even need a wallet application to uh, use Bitcoin. There's a concept of a paper wallet, which you could go on the internet and basically learn how to create your private key. Mm -hmm. And from that private key, create an address that can receive Bitcoin. Uh, and you store that address and the private key on a sheet of paper. And you can put that piece of paper with the address anywhere and be like hey send me bitcoin to this address um it's it's actually the most secure way to store bitcoin because you don't have to worry about being on a computer and getting hacked at all right your private key is on that piece of paper that you need to protect uh heavily. yeah there's it it's like it seems like it's a lot and all we're doing is getting started you know, our, you know the, the intricacies of it all. It's very exciting, and it's a new frontier. It's, that's that the discovery and the use cases and how business-to-consumer transactions, B2C, that as we move forward and how we use this, these cryptocurrencies, it's so very exciting. They have a third part that says, create an emergency kit. Save your information you need to recover your money without using Moon. I do that? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it sounds important. One document. Your emergency kit is a PDF document with information and instructions to independently transfer funds. Swipe to continue. Cool. See, this is the good stuff that Moon has. This is great user experience. And that's, Chad, like, if like somebody I somebody hacked the Moon, if somebody hacked the Moon database, would they be able to get her private keys? Um... I I don't know for sure, but my guess would be that Moon Wallet doesn't Moon the company doesn't even store the private keys of the users on their own centralized database. They use they use a uh, Pam's phone storage to uh, hold the key. That's actually why she's writing it down. Well, now the thing is, I accidentally I was supposed to swipe on something and it didn't. It it got all weird and then it went away. And I'm trying to find it back, but I went to Moon, the original thing, and it, it wants me to down, but it's not downloaded. It's on my phone now somewhere, right? Oh, see, I'm such a Luddite. Well, th this is the problem, and I was just about to say, like, we are in the early 90s of the internet here. Like, the internet was not easy to use in the early 90s. Right. And, uh, like, there will be company. there are plenty of companies already working on making this a lot easier and a lot simpler. Uh, Moon is one of them, and you can see they still have a lot of work to do. Because I'm trying to access it now on, like, I, I can't even find it in my apps. It doesn't. Wait, the whole app is gone? Well, I don't know. I, that's, 
Oh, there it is. Even in the... Well, uh, akin the to the early 90s, how we began this conversation where Pam mentioned NFTs and then we spun off in a very excitable conversation that we had to bring ourselves back from. The, this is a very exciting time. Lots of progress and discovery. It's incredible. It really... It, I mean, I'm excited. We know that like the the biggest company in this space helping to build on Bitcoin is probably Square, Jack Dorsey's company. Mm-hmm. Which well, uh, Square is Jack Dorsey. Isn't he stepping down? No, he stepped down from Twitter to focus full time on Square. Uh huh. Okay, well, I think I think we're he good. Was the CEO of two companies of I've, Twitter and Square same time? Yeah. What an impressive fellow. I know. So now I I believe I'm inside my wallet. Awesome. Awesome. And it says. I have 0.00 BTC, which is 0.0 USD, and then it says receive and send. Okay, so you're going to receive $100 worth of Bitcoin from me, so please hit uh, receive. Oh, it's a little QR code. Perfect. So I am in my wallet, and I'm going to hit send. And it, I have the option to paste an address if, if Pam were to text it to me, or I could scan a QR code. So, so I, on my little, so this is my stuff. Yeah, can you scroll down a little bit so yes. I can see the whole code? Oh. Yep. All right, so now I'm taking a picture of her QR code. It worked. Um, I now have her address Yay. in my wallet. Or I can, there's this little thingy, I can copy paste this little diddly-doo, and I could like text it to you. Or, right. ah! So I have the ability to denominate my payment in dollars or Bitcoin. So just to make it easy, because she gave me $100, I am sending $100 worth of Bitcoin now. (gasps) And I am going to send it priority. Um, Basically, I have the ability right now to set the network fee. How much do I want to pay the Bitcoin mining group to send this transaction to Pam? If I send more money in the fee... It will happen faster, and if I put less money in the fee, it will happen slower because they're less incentivized to do it. Um, right now, I'm paying ninety-three cents to send Pam a hundred dollars, and it should take about ten minutes to send this money. That was that's priority is ten minutes and a little bit less than one percent. What's the average like normal? not sending it prior well it, it really depends on the uh, how many people are trying to use the bitcoin blockchain for the last few months there have not been too many transactions so you've been able to get in pretty quickly between 10 and 30 minutes regardless of fee um but it, it depends like when there's a wild bull market there a lot of people want to send their bitcoin and it it uh, gets more expensive to to move faster this is really neat because my friend wanted to sell me. He was he wanted to get rid of some Bitcoin, and I was like, "Yeah, I want to buy. I want to have a thousand of it, a thousand dollars, you know." So I want to. And he's like, "You're gonna give me nine hundred dollars cash?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get this done." And now I know how to do it. It's so easy. And I just show him the little QR code, or I can I can send him that little link. It's like. I had no idea it would be this easy. And you guys are using two different wallets. You have Moon Wallet. Adam, you're using BRD. And yep. so this, as long as Pam has this QR code and it's Bitcoin and it's a Bitcoin wallet, you can transfer money. Yep. But it takes 10 minutes. Well, but- so we'll talk about that in a second. I first want to, I'm, I am hitting send right now. And it asked me for my PIN, which I am entering. And I just sent it. So what, what happens right now is... The transaction has been created by my wallet and sent to a Bitcoin node. 
the node is verifying that it is a valid transaction and it's going to send it to other nodes on the Bitcoin network and be like, hey, Adam wants to send Pam money. Adam wants to send Pam money. Adam wants to send Pam money. No. Adam wants to send Pam money. <laughs> and then eventually... <gasps> it's already there. What? So Pam sees it right now. And the reason she sees it is it's a... She sees that there is a transaction being processed that will give her the $100 worth of Bitcoin. It has not been confirmed by miners into the ledger, but it it is an uncancelable transaction. So they're like, hey, your money's here. Mm. She so couldn't cool. spend it yet, though. So it's just like you know, when I go online and look at my... I go on my Chase Bank application it says pending transaction yes exactly and the bitcoin blockchain is secure enough that before it is authorized and verified that you have this money to send to her it's so secure that they before they verify it give her the thumbs up here's your money yeah so cool Hey everyone, it's your brilliant buddy Chad here. Thanks for listening. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We sure had fun recording this and are so happy to share it. First, I want to thank everyone for the outpouring of support so far. It's so encouraging. In particular, Ricky and Jody Harris, Thursday. Thank you all for commenting and engaging on Facebook. Marina, Panda, Josh for emailing in. Thank y'all so much. I'm going to keep this short. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, please email us, mybrilliantbuddies at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, head on over to Facebook and give us a like and a follow. This space here with me and you in between the episode, it's a work in progress, just like everything else. We're very grateful and excited to be on this ride together. Thanks for being here. Now, back to My Brilliant Buddies. So, um, now I can see the receipt of the transaction, and there's actually a transaction ID. And we could go to a block explorer, which is essentially a website that lets you see what's going on on the Bitcoin blockchain. Does it visualize? Or? It, it does visualize, and we could basically see it in the list of unprocessed transactions, where it is, and when it's going to get processed. And then once it's processed, we, there will be a record of it forever on the Bitcoin blockchain. You can follow around a, a bit going through nodes on the chain point of view? It's not, I, it, shows, it shows basically how many pending transactions there are based on the fee. And sure. uh, you can see where I, where I stack in the pending transactions based on fee. So it's like where I am in the queue. Yeah. How are you identified? Are you I what was that? Isn't it true that you can track an individual Bitcoin as it moves through the blockchain? And that there are like um, blacklisted coins from the dark web and stuff like that? Yeah, so what I've done is I sent Pam some Bitcoin. What We could trace the history of that Bitcoin throughout the blockchain because... Right now, my transaction to Pam is going to get recorded on the blockchain. Check, check. You could see where you could trace it back to me, and then you could trace check, it back to the check, person check. who sent it to me, One. and trace it back basically until the moment that it was mined. So, what is possible? And check, check, check. He's doing this chain analysis as one. 
maybe the shortest. You can create basically analytics on the blockchain and and watch these transactions, put them together. If if ever there's a known tax thief or murderer that's got in Bitcoin, you can see where that Bitcoin test, came test, from test, and test. where it went. Yeah, shout out and Radio. what they are trying to do is build blacklists to stop that Bitcoin from being sent. Now, it cannot be stopped on the Bitcoin network at all, but the, the government can like try and put pressure on exchanges to be like, don't let this person cat don't let bitcoin that originated from this address cash out into dollars or check uh, don't accept check. it but check. can't that person send it to uh someone who holds ethereum and turn their bitcoin into ethereum and now black i guess right exactly i mean that that is like what can happen yes yeah but the the uh that's the thing about centralization and wallets like um coinbase and these other, um, where you don't actually own your currency, and they can, I, I've been told that Coinbase rejects transactions that are suspected of money laundering, which can mean that, like, if your Bitcoin came from someone, you know, I bought it from a stranger on the internet, and it turns out that they got it in a murder-for-hire deal on the dark web, or they got it through right. ransomware, and now Coinbase won't let me accept it what i paid for correct um but i do think it's important to call i would not call coinbase a wallet in that when you use coinbase you are not directly Check one, two, one, two. What's going on, motherfuckers? This is Old Soul Radio. I'm DJ Jima, and this is another Sunday night. Uh, it's, a, it's a little after 8 p.m., so starting a little late. But don't fear. We have a special guest that will be featured on here. We're going to have a conversation with Bear MC. Uh, so stay tuned. I got my man Pause on the way as well. I got Dev in the building right now, holding it down with us, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we're just going to kick it off with a few tunes. Um, you know how we do on Old Soul Radio. Sunday night, baby. Let's get it.
It's a new Tierra Whack. Yeah, I don't have to last forever, but I thought we would. Now you see me doing better, you wanna treat me good. Should've done when you had a chance, yeah, the paper good. I don't wanna take you back, you gon' say I should. Oh, you gon' say I should. I'm doing Megan good. I'm doing Megan good. Yeah, I'm doing Megan good. I think about how we had nothing and had dreams on getting money, but it seemed like when I signed, you got jealous, acting funny. Would've thought you had a monthly, boy, you took me through hell. I was faithful to you, loyal, when you did time in jail. You had rap dreams too, why you ain't writing that cell? We had the same opportunity, I just chose to prevail. Lost the homie in 06, rest in peace to Darnell. No disrespect, it's 2020, can't continue to dwell. I was under your spell, had me sending Venmo and Zell. Why you out here sneaking bitches in the nicest hotels? Even when you cheated, I felt defeated, but didn't seem it. I went and cheated back, I was heated, now I'm conceited. Yeah. I don't have to last forever, but I thought we would. Now you see me doing better, you wanna treat me good. Should've done when you had a chance, yeah, the paper good. I don't wanna take you back, you gon' say I should. Oh, you gon' say I should. I'm doing Megan good. I'm doing Megan good. I'm doing Megan good. I don't regret nothing we did, and I hope you don't either. I know it irritates your soul, the simple fact I don't need you. I used to feel like I would die if we wasn't speaking. Now I feel like I can fly, and I found my beacon. My heart want love, so I gotta supply it. Your love wasn't healthy, so I'm on a new diet. I'm through crying with you lying, cause I know better than that. Everything you did to me ain't no better than that. This ain't no movie, Paul Mooney, you was acting up. Fronting on me out in public, now I'm backing up. I'm gone and I'm packing. Up. You missed your chance, passed it up, hashtag mad for what, come yeah. on I don't have to last forever, but I thought we would Now you see me doing better, you wanna treat me good Should've done when you had a chance, yeah, the paper good I don't wanna take you back, you gon' say I should Oh, you gon' say I should I'm doing Megan good I'm doing Megan good I'm doing Megan good When I need it, pick me up, Sari Blunt got lift. Gotta get my win back for that marathon sprint. They gon' knock the hustle even with the doorbell fixed. Every gymnast still lift weights, cause pounds gon' flip. Pockets origami, divinely folding papyrus. The game come with turbulence, that turned into a flight risk. Didn't have rent in the LS 409.6. Orange Supreme highs, had to flip them like a sidekick. Bay Olympians with the heavy metals in their possession. Still three times crazy doing 211s. Gore-Tex, North Face, protect me world exploring. Bruh, get the passport before you get the foreign. Stuck in amazement how God find a way. Everybody fighting for their cut when we could gas fade. 
closer to my dreams and touch the Swapple City wide from the northwest, we came out the yay. Slide, For the residuals, who she think is fuck with hella assets and chicken flow. Queen gon' cure a nigga, nigga, when you sick of hoes. Built the building, stack the shelf, then we gon' pick the ceiling. Get that coupe, get that bucket, make it slap, do your jiggy. Figure eight this. <laughs> I'm tryna drive a feeling and put it all on this table. We divide a million. Bro, off a lick like the hydration. Fuck. Damn, man, in fact, that warehouse till it's high, man. Get high off your dreams while the sky waiting. Damn, fuck. Bro, I just find patience. I'm loving how she dancing with them yams into my rhythm. A, something in that heart that's still missing, babe. I said I'm doing bad right now, so can you get the pay? Now I'm just jaws and I'm just trying to check your mental space. We slide, 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 Oh yeah, people. Shout out to the Jealous Guys. We just saw them perform over at El Rio for the Bridge the Gap show featuring many local talented artists. Um, shout out to everybody there. And we're back for some more Old Soul Radio. I'm DJ Jima, as always, and we got Paz and our very special guest for the evening, MC, or, excuse me, sorry, Bear MC. Let me get that right, okay? Let me not fuck that up, all right? Bear MC, all right? Let's make some noise for Bear MC in the fucking building, okay? Thank you for coming. Yo, Bear MC, um... Thank you for coming to Old Soul Radio. You're here with DJ Jima, MC Pause. Which one is this on the level? No, but for better. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming. So MC Bear, Bear MC, MC Pause, Pause MC up in the mix. Pazmino. Pazmino, as we just discovered. Um. <laughs> No, yeah, I met Bear one like a year. I feel like 2020, like yeah, it was like last it was year. in 2020, like and in the summertime. In I the believe, summertime, yeah. yeah, and we were like, we literally rode out to um, Vallejo for like Sean, the Sean, one of the first like Sean rallies, like after he like was killed and stuff. And um, you know, Bear's a super dope person, MC artist from Taos, New Mexico, and she was just like telling me about her her journey and like how she got to the bay and like her artistry and i've just been super like honored to like be a part of that path and like we talked about that a lot like when we've hung out just like it's crazy like we just have paths and our paths are crossing and right. just like we both have destinations but it's about the journey too right and like so we wanted to have you on the radio tonight and just um let us know like how how did bear mc uh get her get their start like you know how did you where do you come from you know break us down like what is taos and um 
how did you fall in love with hip hop and and led you to the career you're doing right now? Well, first off, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this since you asked me. Since like Equipto was here last time, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, yeah. what's going on over here? You know. So I'm glad to be back. So thanks for that. Um, yeah. So I'm Bear MC. Or MC Bear, however you want to say it. <laughs> so it's both ways. You could say it both yeah, ways. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Bear is bear, you know. can understand it either way. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm from a small indigenous tribe in northern New Mexico. It's called uh, Taos Pueblo. Mm. And it's one of the 19 pueblos of New Mexico, which are just um, indigenous communities that are still inhabited. But um, my village is the furthest village to the north out of the 19 pueblos and we're in the mountains and we have a lot of like um like mountains of course and water and um it's very scenic it's kind of like i guess in the middle of nowhere but it's like a like an oasis like in the in the high desert i guess you could say because um mostly in southern new mexico it's very like desert more desert than it is where i'm from but i kind of had like the best of both worlds and we get like all the seasons and stuff but um it's very beautiful there um my community we've inhabited the same location for over a thousand years we actually have our own creation story um so we don't believe that we came from like the barren strait or anything like that and however all of the other pueblos have um creation stories as well but all pueblo people believe that we came from like the the underworld but we didn't see it as like a um you know like hell or whatever how you would right. you know see in like other contexts and stuff but uh yeah so we have our our creation story is comes from um our sacred blue lake which is located like deep in our mountains and uh we take an annual pilgrimage up there so we walk there and it takes like about two days just to get there and so it's basically you know you're sacrificing for your ancestors you're sacrificing for your future you know and you're building that strength and they tell us not to complain because that's a part of nature it's our home and if we ever encounter like wild animals or anything like that to never be afraid because they're probably just afraid as you know we are to them so you know i kind of, that's kind of like my you know my up that's my upbringing you know believing in that and that's kind of like you know i feel like it's been um it's just a, an honor and a blessing every day when I like think about it, you know, because it's like to be a part of a culture that is still doing what we did hundreds of years ago, you know, and like I'm a part of that, which is really cool. But our Blue Lake is very sacred to us because we believe that we came from there. We came from the water. And that's like our number one thing is, you know, protecting our land and our water. And so, um, I mean, over the years, you know, as I grew older, I started to realize more and more about, you know, the different things that like my elders would tell me, like, you know, don't do this or don't do that. It wasn't because, you know, like it was bad or whatever. They never put that in our head. You know, it was just like I saw it as more of a positive thing. You know, I just like wondered why. And then, you know, I figured it out along the years, you know, participating in my ceremonies, I'm very involved in my ceremonies. I also speak my language, which is Tiwa. 
and it's an um, unwritten language. It's only oral taught, and yeah, and all of our um, all of our uh, link like our traditions, our songs, our stories, everything is oral taught. It's passed down from generation to generations. Like we don't write our language. Um, it's very sacred to us, so we don't share it with other people. Like for, I guess, for different circumstances, but you know, like prayers or something like that, but we don't really teach others. Like, I guess like the basics too, like, you know, hello and goodbye and stuff like that. But other than that, we don't really share our language. And um, it's just, I mean, like uh, some other, like some people from my community have made music, like speaking our language and stuff. And like, it just basically depends really, but the reason why we're so private is just to preserve the sacredness of our land and culture and i i like to share that with everybody on my journey like wherever i go you know because like i mean natives in general are you know very reserved and you know they don't really i mean there's a lot of talented and outgoing um natives out there but you know a lot of us like i said you know we're reserved and stuff so you won't really see too many out you know, mm. but um, yeah, like I, I grew up very, um, very traditional. Like I've been living like a double world, I guess, double life, like modern and traditional. And it's kind of hard to find that balance because, you know, sometimes I'm needed more in the modern world. And then but then I have to do something, you know, back home, like a ceremony or something. And it's kind of hard to balance that out, you know, so I've had like since I was little, I've, you know, I didn't realize the differences, right? Because I was so like innocent and just, you know, little kid, you know? And I mean, like, I, f I feel like I've been catching on more and more, you know, as I gr go grow older or whatever, like learning more about stuff and um, being exposed to, um, other cultures more and more because like not a lot of natives get out as much you know like some may not have that privilege or you know opportunity and so I I grew up in a like a performance background you know, kind of lifestyle because like my family uh, we dance in powwows and so we traveled around the country into Canada and we even went overseas and danced for um, people like at theaters and you know different events like improv with other bands like random like country rock and roll like <laughs> when I was younger you know so we would just be dancing powwow you know while they're like playing their music and just like dancing however we could you know like with the rhythm yeah yeah, yeah. and more like these days more that's kind of like becoming a bit more popular in the indigenous communities, like incorporating other styles of music with like powwow dancing and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's like, I've basically, you know, grew up on stage in a way, you know? So I already have that in me, but my love for hip hop has been like a crazy journey. Like it's a pretty interesting, how you know my style has developed or the things that i've done how far i've come as a 
as a female indigenous MC, because you don't really like get that a lot, you know? I mean, when I say indigenous, I'm saying like natives, mm -hmm. right? People will say Native American, but I don't like to call myself Native American because, you know, I say I'm native, not American, you yeah, know, because, right, right. because, you know, that whole ideology about our land and, you know, this is our land. So I take pride in that everywhere I go. You know, like, I, it doesn't matter where I go. I don't ever put up a front. Like I said, back home, we're very private, so we don't really share much with people. And, you know, we have our own land. We're considered a sovereign nation. So I've always been on, like, you know, like, homeland security mode. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've always been, I've always had that same energy, and I always will, you know? Yeah. This, this has never changed. Yeah. But... You know, also too, like growing up, I was um, like a like an alcoholic. I went to juvie a lot when I was younger, and um, it was crazy because, like, a lot of the time I felt stuck and lost, and like something was wrong with me or whatever. You know, because of because of that, and you know, I didn't realize the severity of me being a kid locked up too much. I didn't really pay attention to that. You know, but as I guess more in like the recent years, I've been like thinking about it like, damn, like I was a kid, like young girl, like locked up, you know, like just from drinking. It wasn't like anything like too, too crazy, you know, but just the I, the fact that I was drinking underage and whatever, you know, led to me like going that direction. But I'm sober now. I haven't drank in like four years or something like that. I already lost count, you know? And I can be around other people, like, who drink, whatever, but it's a problem for me if people make it a problem. You know what I'm saying? But the thing with sobriety is, like, I feel like I've become more in tune and, like, more aware of my surroundings and of myself that it's motivated me to inspire other people in that way. Because I always hated when people are, like, sober and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm sober, like, you drink, uh, you know, like, being an asshole about it. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, so I never wanted to be that person, you know. I don't want to be that person where, like, oh, you're, you know, you're drinking, uh, you know, like, you stink or whatever. Like, it's whatever. I just know that it's not right with me, so I don't do it, you know. And I kind of, like, put that a little bit in my music, like, basically – explaining um you know how good it is how like great you feel when you're like you know like sober or like in a clear state i mean you don't necessarily i'm not necessarily speaking to sober people or you know but just everybody in general you know so and i'm inspired a lot by like uh people in like my community of course like in new mexico the hip-hop community um, not just hip-hop, but also other genres as well that I have grew up around. Um, a lot of reggae for me when I was growing up. And, um, yeah, so I was just kind of exposed to different, you know, music or whatever. But when I was, like, um, a teenager, one of my friends from my village taught me how to make beats because he was like, I'm going to teach you how to make beats. Like, you know, you got the rhythm like you just you have good taste in music for your age so i want to teach you how and at the time i was in a 
and a rap crew called Potency, and they they told me I'd never go far in hip hop without them because it's just some stupid drama or whatever. And I was the youngest one, the only girl, you know, <laughs> like, and I was just like, whatever. But I was discouraged, you know. I was just like, what what the fuck am I gonna do now? Like, who's gonna help me out? But my bro that taught me how to make beats, you know, he reached out and he's like, don't let that bring you down, you know, like you really got it. You're, you're dope, whatever. So I was like, it's like, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to handle it, you know, but, you know, he taught me how to make beats and the rest is history with that. Like, you know, here and there I'll make beats, whatever. Like I still have, like, I have a lot of beats that I haven't even shown anybody. And I guess sometimes too, I feel a little insecure about, <laughs> you know, like my creations or whatever. But I mean, as long as it makes me feel good, it's cool. You know, maybe eventually I'll share with others, but yeah um but yeah like one of my biggest inspirations back home was um my friend wake self he is a um mc from out or he was actually born in um roswell i believe roswell new mexico where everyone talks about aliens and shit like that whatever <laughs> you know like is that, is that the hot spot for that or something yeah, that's what they say, but I feel like it's all of New Mexico, especially in Taos. Like, in Taos, you can see the stars the brightest, like, out of all of New Mexico. It's beautiful. Like, you can just, like, stare at the stars, just look up, and within, like, five minutes, you'll see a freaking shooting star. Like, I've seen so many crazy different things in the sky out there, you know? But to me, like, I get, like, this weird, like, adrenaline rush, like, oh, what the fuck, you know? But at the same time i'm just like wow like i'm i'm actually a part of this too mm-hmm. and if i see a shooting star i'm thinking like wow like i'm probably the only one that's ever seen that and to me that's cool as fuck right. you know right. yeah, yeah. so yeah but um yeah I've, d- I've done a southwest little road trip and that that whole air like i, I didn't go as far as new no. mexico but i i hit arizona a bit and it's just like i wanted to go further like it's so the land is so vast and like right. beautiful like you know it's it's interesting to see but so then you were making beats but then when did you like the the rapping start and then when did you actually like you laying things down and actually putting stuff out start in that process so i first started like writing like, I was always writing poetry, like, since I was, you know, like, in elementary school and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. I know that kind of sounds like a little cliche, but it's the truth, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I really did, yeah. and, um, you know, just being around, like, my older cousins and stuff that were, like, into hip-hop, whatever, like, you know, I always was, like, so, like, amazed with, like, the different sounds and stuff, and that was basically, like, my first love was, like, beats, mm. like, just, I was just like, oh, wow, this is so dope, like, just getting really high off of it and shit, you know? Did you, do you have, like, a f- favorite producer, or, like, just any oh influential God. producers <laughs> at the time? It's hard to answer that question, because I have so many, of course, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, uh, I was really inspired by Mocha Only, he's a MC from, uh canada and he was a part of swollen members with like mad child and shit yeah he's like his style is like weird and that's why i like it but it sounds good and it hits in a way that i feel like i never heard before like that's how it felt when i was younger i was like wow this is super dope it's like sounds old school but he's also a multi-instrumentalist so he like plays you know different instruments to make his beats which i think is totally dope you know because 
not a lot of people can like really say that or do that you know like let alone play an instrument but yeah I just like him I like to listen to him um like Apollo Brown's dope yeah Apollo Brown's one of my favorites um Marco Polo uh I like a lot of east coast beats yeah um let's see who else the doppelgangers have you ever heard of the doppelgangers they're pretty dope i don't know where they're from but yeah their beats are pretty dope um but just like old school shit too like you know like 2000 shit whatever you know Mm -hmm. like yeah i like that you know when i was growing up i heard a lot of that so i was just like oh this is dope like you know like some of timbaland's old shit or like whatever you know like yeah, but also like some, you know, old school hip hop too, like that I listened to growing up. Um but yeah, like I I knew I've seen other people like, you know, rap and shit like when I was younger. I never thought I would become a rapper, but like some of the members in the rap crew that I was in, they were from my community, from my village. We we're all native, you know? So like I um like they just were like you know you should write whatever so i started i started doing that i started rapping with them and shit we did shows here and there and then once i left their you know the crew or whatever i like uh started doing like i got asked to do like solo shows or whatever like you know host shows and stuff and then when i was 18 i opened up for rakim um uh at the k tau solar center in taos in my hometown and that was cool because i was like well i can i'm opening for rakim in my hometown like i'm just this you know little indigenous girl i was like nervous as fuck yeah because you know and from that show opened so many doors so when people hear that they're like oh i gotta get her on this shit or you know what i mean like whatever it was so cool like it was oh, it was the most like one of the most memory like best memories of my life because there's I know a lot of MCs who like that are dope you know what I mean and they're like oh like that's my you know I would love to do a show with Valkyrie whatever like I haven't even done that so like you know people's favorite rappers favorite rapper I got to do a show with and kick it with him and his wife smoke weed Uh you know I even drank a little with him but <laughs> back <laughs> that was back then. That was back yeah. Then. This is not. No, but yeah, but he was just like, oh, like I told him the story of them, like you know, saying, oh, you won't go far in hip hop without us, whatever. Oh, wow. He's like, oh, fuck that. He's like, you just keep doing your thing, girl. Like you know, you're native. You know, like like you you have like the mind, you know, when it comes to hip hop, whatever. And I like he said some shit like that, you know. And I was just like wow like that's really cool you know so just his words and like my bro wake him you know like just those words were like that's enough for me to like be like fuck that i'm gonna keep going with this shit you know and i have and i've i haven't stopped really like i've i've done more shows than i've recorded music so right yeah and i always try to like be like that because you know, like, I don't know. I've always kept it low key, which is why I don't have an al- my own album out yet. I'm, I'm one of those MCs that's like, <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I feel like that right now, too. 
<laughs> even though I have like some projects and stuff, but they're nothing like like you're saying like a like an album, like a project that like right is like representative of where you are as an artist and your artistry, you know, like um but yeah, I wanted I want I was curious about yeah, like that journey of MC like I remember yeah, like you were saying how <clears throat> you know it, it there was just like there's there was a space for that and you were doing it just because you're just doing it because you love it because the culture right right and like yeah talk about those other doors that like since that show the rockham show like open like how did that you know bring you to the bay how did who did you connect with in new mexico while you were doing your hip-hop thing out there like you know i know you have a new project out with a bunch of uh other native mcs and indigenous artists right and how did that come about like it's you know the the whole the whole journey because um one of my favorite parts of hip-hop is to like you know find out like people's like lineage and stuff like finding out like oh you like this person he actually comes from this collective that's like associated with this group and like all this stuff and like i think uh your journey is like very like unique and it's just like it you know you there was it was meant for you to like go on this path and stuff. So I'm curious, like what's that path been like? And like, what have you learned throughout it? It's all been so unexpected, but I love it. Yeah. I, I love it a lot. Um, I've got to meet so many different people and, you know, just listen to different music, you know, along the way. Um, but yeah, I just, Recorded an album last year with some indigenous artists from across the country, mostly from like the Plains um, tribes. And um, one of them had reached out to me and uh, I'd known him for a while since I was like <clears throat> younger and his name's Natani Means. And he's actually the son of Russell Means. And he's a part of the, well, he was a part of the American Indian movement. And so, you know, like with Paltier and... Um, so yeah he he asked me he was like hey i'm you know i'm doing this project with the indian collective organization based out of um, rapid city south dakota and it's for the land back movement and um i'm not sure if like you know you guys are familiar with the land back movement but it's um it's basically you know like native land you know we're on so um you know we had the the whole thing going on with uh, Standing Rock um, a few years ago. And so basically the Indian Collective kind of started from there. And they're the ones that like have the whole like land back flags and stuff that you probably maybe have seen. But um, yeah, they came up with that, you know, whole um, idea and, you know, to preserving the land and educating others all over about, you know, indigenous land and you know why it's important to us and um so the land back movement um or the land back album uh is like revolutionary indigenous like hip-hop it's it's really dope because a project like this has never been done before so we're pretty proud of you know doing it because you know we all come from similar but different backgrounds um, we're all like culturally involved and 
it's not just um indigenous there's latinx and there's also um a few um afro indigenous folks on there which is really cool because um you know that's important if you want to you know come out with the latin back movement got to be in solidarity with everybody and um so there's like about 10 of us and um we recorded this album in arizona uh last year and um i didn't know what to expect when i went to go out there they flew us out there and you know we stayed out there whatever and it took us a week to do the album and uh there's about i think like maybe 10 songs or something like that on the album um i'm on two of the songs transparency and want it all and uh, i was pretty excited about these songs because it's basically like my life you know like just to be on such a project is like kind of like a, a native girl's dream <laughs> I, i'm like mine you know because to be able to represent where I come from, not just where I come from, but all indigenous folks, you know? And, you know, that's something that I love to do. And the whole land back movement is definitely my whole life. You know, I've always, like I said before, you know, I've always had that same kind of energy of being like, you know, protecting the land and, you know, telling these colonizers what's up, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, like um, the album is available on Bandcamp. It's going to be on all platforms soon. Um, so, yeah, you can check that out. It's through the Indian Collective. And you can check it out, too, on uh, Instagram. It's the uh, NDN Collective. That's the organization. Yeah. Sure, check them out, NDN Collective, at yeah. Instagram. But I also got um something else in the works with pause <laughs> hey yep. yeah. <laughs> that's right we uh yeah me and bear were in the lab this week earlier this week or last week i guess sunday whatever um and we hopped on the maitre d beat shout out to maitre d um, yeah that was dope and the dope beat. yeah we we like our we're well, not finished yet but the song is like i don't know if i could talk about it like if that's okay with you it's a secret oh the secret no, i'm just kidding go for it well the secret is that it's about the journey <laughs> <laughs> and any whatever that means right there's so many different journeys and like whatever way you get to your destination is how you get there but it's really about the journey right so and i wanted to hear some some of that journey from bear like uh, i was wondering if you'd be down to play some of those songs on your native compilation album lamb back you want me to play it can i can we hear some of them yeah sick yeah, yeah let's listen to some bear mc exclusive shit hell yeah man let's get ready for that shout out bear for coming in shout out mc pause shout out dev shout out e for being in the building and you know i hope everybody's having a great sunday and this is old soul radio oh and yes archivist is here he's yeah he's ch stay tuned later for his compilation of 2021 best albums and uh while we prepare to get some bear mc music for y'all 
Um, can can we shout out that website again? ND. It's NDN Collective. NDN Collective. Yeah. Yes. It's like Indian, but NDN. Mm. Yeah. Th- is it is it an acronym? Yeah. Like yeah, the, like like our N- own like natives made up acronym. <laughs> okay. Nice. We made it up. <laughs> nice. nice. It's, always, As it's anybody's, always been around. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I should throw that up actually. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So this first song um i'm not on it like there's the other dudes are on it but um it's it's a really hype song so i'm just it's gonna like give you a like a little intro to what the you know other songs are about hell yeah what is this song called it's called broccoli broccoli yeah, and it's funny because like they just oh, didn't know sick. what to call it Can't so they're just like this broccoli so it just kind of stuck like, yeah. <laughs> keep it simple baby I see them on our socials, racist and now they're y'all vocal. It's a pandemic. I'm in the plains, I'm not local. I got my fans from the east to the west. I'm with my people, gone city to city. Y'all living so bougie and eating the best. I think a ride through the country, acknowledge lands and original people who live on them. I hate to see all these colonizers making money from colonizers getting lit on them. Tell them, come up off that land. Come up off that land. Tell them, go back where they came from. Tell them, if it's up to me and my natives, we strapping up, ready to take them. Bitches is goofy. Fuck Donald Trump, he's a bitch. Who with the shits? Mad about looting the target, but living on lands from a lit. Don't tell me shit. Gotta keep talking that real and smacking goofy still it click. And if you need homie, your mind feeling some type of way, you can get the fuck up now and split. I see my people out on the front lines for our allies and similar fights to our own. Fighting for land in the water, cause Mother Earth has been and always will be all our home. No running for smoke. Bring out a smoke, cause I want it. Stand up and stand by, we ready to run up and run it. We'll die for the shit, it ain't none. Tell them come up off that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up off that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up off that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them if it's up to me and my ladies, we strapping up, ready to take. Imagine if it went extreme. Rally all my natives from the valley, move swiftly. All my sisters and my brothers standing with me. Looking at the hills, about to execute a big scheme. But we don't wanna get violent. Just give me the keys to that house. I need you out. This is your notice. Know this shit was overdue. Know a bunch of young Lakotas, they'll be coming over too. We ain't running, we been putting up with shit your soldiers do. Came from Ite on my Khaju, young C. Changu from the plains. Taking names, buying land, look global. Boy, we ain't the same. Tell them come up on that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up on that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up on that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them if it's up to me and my natives, we strapping up ready to take. We ready for war, we ready to fight. All of these corporations think they can take whatever they like. News Court, Disney, Viacom, Tom Warner, CBS. Six media companies control what you watch and ingest. Hypnotize emotions, make you happy or depressed. They control the music and the way you think and dress. Come up on my land. Come up on my land. And my date is with me. You don't understand. Tell them come up on that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up on that land. Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them come up off that land. 
Tell them go back where they came from. Tell them if it's up to me and my natives, we strapping up, ready to take. And we ain't even with the violence, but we doing whatever we need to stay strong. And a lot of the time, we be thinking that we need to be on some other plane. Like we need to be over there, over there. The grass is not green on the other side. The grass is green where you water it. And y'all motherfuckers ain't watering shit. Get the fuck off our land. NDN Collective, son. Shout out. Can we can we shout out all of the artists that were featured on there as well, please? Yeah, shout out um Antoine Edwards, Natani Means, Lady Midnight. She's my homegirl from Minneapolis. She's dope. Peep her Lady Midnight. She's dope. Uh Live the Artist. She's dope too. She's a multi instrumentalist. She's from Oklahoma. Um there's also Roly Raps, Gunner Jewels, Two for One. Um, he's Lakota and Puerto Rican. And so he's on that one too. Jabri, he was on this last track. And then um, Akichitu. Kichitu, he's from uh, Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. So <clears throat> on what, what song would you say is your favorite from the two that you're on on the album if uh, if that's even doable <laughs> to like pick one as your favorite damn um maybe one it all one it all yeah and what what is that song about it's about wanting all the land back. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we want it all. You know what I'm saying? Like that track is uh, Antoine Edwards, me and Ikichitu and Lady Midnight, too, I believe. Yeah. She's singing on there. She sings like the hooks and choruses and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I like that one because like, you know, I want all the land back and that's. Like I said, you know, like my life or whatever. And um, it has a lot to do with like when I was like drinking too. Like when I quit drinking, actually, I had this like weird awakening. Because like the last time that I drank, I felt like I was going to die. Like literally, I drank so much and I did other shit too. Yeah. And it just like got me so twisted and it, you know, I reached my limit. And um, I told my cousin to like pick me up. Cause I had like a hangover or whatever, and I was like, "Dude, can't pick me up. Give me a ride to my land. I just want to go to the, you know, my favorite place ever in the mountains. You know, where nobody is, where like I can do whatever I want. And I have like a little creek there too, and you can drink the water. The water is potable. And so, I like, as soon as we got there, I got out of the truck, and I was just like do i was like do do whatever you want like i'm gonna go and like just be you know so like i was sweating and just like feeling like shit and went to the little creek and i just like put my face in the water and i like drank it like as much as i could i forced myself because i was at the point to where like i couldn't even drink water like that's how bad it was yeah and i have like a little pond on my land so i like walked up there 
and uh, it was full and because sometimes it's not but um I was like crying or whatever and I like looked in the like water and I saw my reflection and I just had this like spiritual like little like I don't know experience you know like I was I was like damn like I can see myself on the water you know what I mean like I am water like what am I doing I'm like I felt like super dehydrated too and um like a tear this this it's crazy like a tear fell into the water and I saw like ripples and like there was like a ripple in like my image you know and I was just like damn whatever I'm doing is affecting my my son my family my community you know like I have all of this like what the fuck am I doing with myself you know so I basically kind of like say that in the song yeah and people wouldn't really know unless like I guess I like tell the story you know <laughs> what I'm saying but yeah like it was it was a deep thing for me so because you know this album it means a lot to me to be you know in solidarity with other you know black and brown people you know who have the same vision the same you know hope for indigenous people you know and so it's um you know a deep thing for me like this song or whatever so that's basically um what it's about is like wanting all the land back because like i'm just <laughs> grateful for being alive and being able to experience this life because it's a miracle like to me heaven is earth because there's just things you cannot explain and you see beauty and you see also like you know negative things as well like there's you know this contrast but also you can find balance in that or like whatever you know like it's just constant you know so it's just like damn well can we hear this song <laughs> yeah it's sick well here's more bear mc on the lamb back album by NDN. NDN Collective. <laughs> NDN Collective. That's not the song, though. Here it comes. What's the song called again? It's called Want It All. Want It All. Here it comes. Also Radio. Let's see. You're going to play a different song? I'll play transparency first. Okay, transparency. Transparency. Quick to pull the quote up, say the words that meet your quota, frontin' like you finished off. We've been ready, what's the hold up? Cause your words don't fit your intentions. I can see right through your deception. You just pull another caper, push the pen across the paper Break the promises they made us just to cash out on a waiver Had us live out your bad decision Let the white lies cloud up that vision I need more I need more I need more Transparency Let me see something more Seems crystal clear Seems crystal clear I ain't trying to hear none Nothing insincere, nothing insincere. I need transparency. It seems crystal clear, seems crystal clear. I ain't trying to hear none. Nothing insincere, nothing insincere. I need transparency, transparency, transparency. 
So that was Transparency Off the Land Back album by NDN Collective, Bear MC, a bunch of other indigenous artists. How'd that song come about? That one, that one was basically about like, you know, we need, we need transparency, you know, we need for people to be real and upfront and not on that fake shit <laughs> yeah yep you know and uh that song in there it was funny because like i have a line in there where i'm saying like um uh that's a liability like a white chick claiming cherokee <laughs> and mm. like some like it was funny because one of the artists was saying like damn i don't know if we should put that in there because you know it's kind of like a race thing whatever but it's like towards white people i guess you know but i'm just being real you know like this is some real ass shit yeah the topic that yeah (laughs) deeply invested in 
Yeah, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense with what I'm talking about because it has everything to do with Lambat because there's always that, like, one white person that's like, oh, yeah, I'm Cherokee. Like, natives get that shit. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a little a little thing where it's like, <laughs> you know, but, yeah, I mean, I, we need that transparency with that shit. Yeah. Be real. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like we got some natives out here putting in work you know what i mean like what are you doing just claiming it whatever like you know what i'm saying like i don't know everyone has their own views on that but for me just because i grew up traditional and stuff like i really can't i mean i could only imagine like what it's like growing up outside of where i'm from you know but i'm not like negative about it you know what i'm saying i'm like consider i guess you know when it comes to like other people's cultures and upbringing because we're all different you know so yeah and on one at all who produced that track for one at all i'm not too sure you know like um they had picked a beat for this yeah like uh, antoine picked a beat and i forget who um produced it Mm. But I actually made a song with Lady Midnight, but it didn't make the album. Right. And uh, we weren't sad about it because we were like, we'll put this shit out as a single, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like we, like the way we vibe together is like so dope. Like it was, it was so unexpected. Like we didn't know we were going to meet each other. You know, they yeah. just invited all these artists out. I didn't know who I was going to meet or who was going to be there. Yeah. The majority of the artists I already knew, but like I I met her and we totally like hit it off right away. So we made this song called Hot Topic and um, it's actually over a mocha only beat. And we're like the only ones who who use like a OG beat, you know, like we're pretty proud of that. We're just like, you know, whatever. (laughs) It was good though, like it's a good one. Like we're proud of that, but we're gonna put that out as a single soon yeah show were you able to track down the track yeah i actually have it okay yeah perfect well here we go one it all yeah one it all bear mc and co Yeah. It's time to work, yeah. It's time to work, yeah. I know we human, we not 
apartment. I wanna answer, so seeing how we hurt and all we miss when all we working. Yeah, standing singing his album. Pray to heal us from the problems. Know we walk and live in prayer, so the actions what we need is what we want. Swear to Wakanda, swear I want it all. Rivers flowing through, water so pure, so clean, I want it all. Land back to the people, freedom from the evil, I want it all. That's so pure, tired of the tears from my mother, I want it all. Yeah, I want it all. I'm down, down to earth for what it's worth, put in the work, a part of the process leading up. want it all off the indian collective album lamb back and bear mc is here with us if you're just tuning in <clears throat> so bear as a hip-hop head and indigenous artist what do you see like your journey is taking you and where do you hope to go I just want to make music. <laughs> I want to make music and definitely work on an album. And I've been really thinking about it a lot because I feel like it's time. Um, people always ask me, like, where's your shit? You know, if they see me, like, rap or whatever, they're just like, I want to hear your stuff, you know? But I feel like I've been, like, I hadn't been, re I haven't been ready, I guess. Like, there's so many different concepts and, like, ideas that I have that I'm just, like, maybe I'm overthinking. I don't know. But I want it to be dope. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. Every artist does. But do, do, I think Paz mentioned to me before, too, but you're you're an illustrator as well? You draw or you have, you have visual art as well? A little bit yeah. I like to um, 
write my name a lot. <laughs> I like to paint. Um, I also like to bead. I um, do like native beading, whatever, like earrings, like jewelry, just different stuff. Um, yeah, I've done, I've also done like film, like film oh, yeah? stuff. Yeah. What um, kind of film? I've done like acting. Okay. Yeah, I've also yeah. mentored like youth on like how, how to, like what to expect like when you're on set and like, uh -huh. you know, behind the scenes, whatever, you know? So, I, um. What do you think the biggest thing that people aren't ready for when they go on a movie set is that you've seen? Or um, any, any film set? I think how much work it actually is in standing around. Uh, <laughs> if right, you're like a, right. how you much know. time it takes right. in between everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Sure. But um, yeah, growing up, I was like on short films and also like commercials and stuff. Like, yeah, just different shit. I've also like when I was younger too, I did like, um. Like, uh, just poetry shit, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what What kind of commercials were you in? Uh, one time I was in a, I mean, I don't support Coca-Cola, but a while <laughs> back, I did a Coca-Cola commercial. Me and my friends got together Whoa. and uh, rode motorcycles. Really? Yeah. Like actually rode a motorcycle? Yeah. Whoa. We used to do that a lot. Like these older girls like from my town that I looked <coughs> up to, they're they're dope. Like they ride yeah. horses and yeah. motorcycles and shit, you know, like yeah. they like to get down and dirty. Like yeah, that's yeah. how I grew up. Like nice. seriously, like off roading and shit, like riding like horses. Bikes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Four wheelers. Like wow. yeah. That's tough. I've never driven one of those, but it seems awesome. Though. They're fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get one, you won't get enough of that shit. Like, yeah, for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's really it is really fun. I miss doing that shit all the time. <laughs> so what? So you you rode you rode, but those bikes in the commercial. Yeah. The, they just they filmed you riding and yeah hey, get off the bike like oh i need a fresh coke yeah those girls no After all oh, that energy no like we didn't drink any coke oh, okay. no i was like in the background like on the motorcycle you know like they filmed us like stopped and then they filmed us like riding you know like yeah. a little bit so it was cool yeah i mean i didn't have my own motorcycle but like i borrowed my friends like you know the but it's theirs like they 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 needed your motorcycles there yeah because like they like my friend um Ashley she was the one who like i guess got in touch with those people cuz like uh, they know who she is and you know they they probably were like oh yeah we know you know Ash and her friends they ride you know or yeah. some shit <laughs> cuz it's known in Taos yeah 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 that's what we did a lot. What's your What's the best food you've eaten since you've been out in the Bay? <laughs> mm, damn, Old Jerusalem. Ooh, Jerusalem? that's a good spot. Old o Jerusalem. Old Jerusalem. What is that? It's on Twenty Six Emission. Shout out, Old yeah, Jerusalem. Shout out. It's like Mediterranean. Oh uh, yeah. 
It's what do you, like, what do you get there? It's like what Jesus Lentil used to soup. eat. Lentil soup. Get it. <laughs> yeah, I just had I just had a lentil Jamaican patty from Tasty Tings, and that what? shit was delicious. Mm. From 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 El Rio, because they're vending out there. But can, uh, speaking of food, can you? What's like a staple? Um, food in Taos, or I guess, um, like uh, I guess, would you say Tiwa food, or yeah, like uh, like where I'm from, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> our staple food. Yeah. Um, traditionally, like I mean, we've always like you know cultivated and grown our own crops. Uh-huh. Like we've grown like the three sisters originally which is corns beans and squash and so like originally our diet is um plant-based for the most part unless it was like deer or like elk or rabbit or something like that um and a lot of the times it's used like ceremoniously and so um The, the the meat is or yeah, 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 like you know, in the way that we cook it and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's basically you know all like off the earth, basically yeah. no like store bought shit, you yeah, know. Yeah. So my thing is like fried corn, like mm. originally. That's just simple shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it's just like the way that it's done, I guess, and yeah. just being in the village house and eating it. Like yeah. there's just some. A different feeling, you yeah, know. It's just yeah. like, wow, this came from my grandpa's garden, or right. whatever, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. um, also like going to pick like wild mushrooms and onions and just oh, frying wow. that. Oh, Damn, you, do you have an eye for picking out mushrooms to to cook and eat? Like, yeah, wow. there's like a certain kind that like we get that grows in huh. a certain area of like in different areas of taos uh-huh. so like it's usually in the fall time we we'll go and just pick them it's like kind of moist the uh-huh. dirt and shit so yeah just get that chop it up or even fry uh-huh. it with like the deer meat or the elk meat uh-huh. yeah like i don't really like to eat meat yeah. but like if it's that you yeah. know oh my god like i'll yeah. eat it <laughs> yeah yeah i've never had elk but yeah Rab- it's, rabbit's a lot like chicken yeah it's it like, is it's, it's like it's chicken with more bones it's like a corn have you ever tried a cornish hen yeah it's yeah. kind of like that uh, yeah, in yeah. a way just pick one of those up at safeway and just just imagine chicken you know yeah it's just like wow. it's a whole carcass but it's it's crazy because they have a lot of them piled on top of each other and it's not you know it's it's it right, feels very it uh, very like pushed out you know like just right you know made to happen it's yeah like it's not the freshest cornish hen it could have you know For real. or you know elk if you get safeway elk but i don't think they have elk at safeway i that, don't i've never they that would be such a trip for me to see like seeing like elk and deer in like the stores like I don't in, know. in stores yeah yeah I feel, well, maybe not out here, but maybe maybe more in New Mexico. I don't know. I mean, are there is there 
elk everywhere is it's like, <laughs> i don't know like it's a you common won't to find, have you won't find like elk sold in the stores but like you'll find like a guy maybe outside of the store like uh, you know with like a cooler like oh i'm selling oh, this yeah. meat, or at the farmer's <clears throat> market or like you know my dad or my uncle or uh-huh. you know like my cousin yeah, or my yeah. niece and her little boyfriend man one time they came back with an with a freaking deer a whole like, deer yeah like oh, it, but it's like a normal thing where i'm from like yeah. for young men to go and hunt yeah and like yeah. bring back you know, yeah bring back the you know <laughs> yeah. the meat for the family right and, right right you know yeah, yeah. so yeah, like yeah. one day i was just chilling my niece comes in she's like auntie bear auntie bear she's like come out here come see come see i was like, what is, like what's going on you know yeah. like i went out there and uh like i went behind her um boyfriend's truck or whatever and there was a freaking deer in the back and I was like, oh, my God, like, what the heck? And my yeah. son was with them, like, because like, <laughs> they, they like to cruise the mountains. They like to be yeah. in the mountains. Like, that's how I grew up, too, uh-huh. is being in the mountains and just going, like, exploring whatever yeah. and then hunting. Uh-huh. So, you know, I was just, like, I was just, like, so amazed because they're so young. Yeah. But I was, like, proud of them, you know, because yeah. they brought back food for everybody yeah you know and that's like it's a it's a spiritual thing because we just they just don't they learn not to kill it even at a young age like for as young as her you know boyfriend is or whatever like you know he's he in our like traditions and our ceremonies our practices you know we're taught to like be respectful and you know not just do it for fun or whatever you know so he he's raised really well and right. so i was happy it, it was really right. cool because right. my son was there with them too uh-huh. my my little boy he's five years old so okay. like i um you know he got to witness that and that yeah. to me that's like a mother's dream back yeah. home you know yeah, like yeah. seeing your yeah, little boy comes like, back with the yeah that's <laughs> that's know, like with the feast you yeah know? like yeah, yeah. yeah it's like you know his you know he's on that path to of manhood right you know and it trips yeah, me out yeah, i'm like sure. but it's yeah. cool as fuck because i'm like all right okay. yeah, yeah. you know he's always gonna be feeding me <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> bringing home the bacon at a young age you know <laughs> yeah i mean shit a whole elk will feed i don't even know how many but a lot of people right i mean like for yeah. one family it'll last you like half a year yeah because right? you could save the meat yeah you know i'm saying you just dry it, it like yeah. back in the day well we still do it but we'll like dry it and make like our own jerky jerky yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's a lot of things and gas stations i realized is like especially when i went on that road trip down to the southwest like there's all kinds of jerky like all the gas stations <laughs> snake jerky about, right? ostrich jerky fucking alligator jerky <laughs> hey, you know just in fucking slim jim strips you know what i mean like no it's it's though. like you know what you know what you know what really yeah what really hits is the green chili and the red chili that's a staple in all of new mexico green green and red chili jerky well, or, just green chili in general, but uh, like people will put like green chili powder or red chili powder, like on you know on the jerky or whatever, yeah, yeah. and like dry it like that. Ooh, oh, it's so ooh, good. Like if good. you go to New Mexico, 
try red or green chili or both. That's my favorite is both. And we oh, call you put it, both of them on. Yeah, like, I can't it, decide. <laughs> exactly. But they're so good. You yeah. know, like my favorite, though, if I really had to choose would probably be green chili. Green chili. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just different. Yeah. It's not like any is other it spicy ever. Yes. Yeah. But red and green. Like they're, they're like actual hot. spicy, spicy. Like yeah, like they're hit hot. It's you. hot. Yeah. Oh, it could be really hot, mild, whatever. Yeah. But it originally comes from hatch new mexico so they call it like hatch green chili is like the original like chili or whatever but people grow it in like you know their yards whatever you know like all over new mexico Uh so yeah every you could put it on anything like burgers you could eat it with eggs and shit like what else um just like a piece of bread, like. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> okay, it on. Because it comes like, you know, you can make it into a stew or you could yeah. chop it, yeah. roast it uh-huh. oh, with garlic. Like, that's the best shit ever. But I grew up making that, you know, uh-huh. like, it's a, like I said, it's a staple in New Mexico, like uh-huh. all over. Yeah. And um, we take pride in that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, so if you ever find yourself out in New Mexico, right? Yeah, I'd fucking love to, honestly. We gotta throw a show out there or something. Yeah, we gotta do a show in New Mexico next tour. Slap Frost seventy five. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um <laughs> What was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so I saw I remember you do uh did a set out here in this over the summer at the Presida Eyes event. Um and I was wondering if you have any shows coming up or, you know, what's next for Bear MC as far as, like, performances or uh, a project potentially or just, uh, yeah, what do you got going on right now currently? Yeah, I did the Presida show in, I believe, June or July. I think it was July. Yeah. And um, it was cool because, like, they asked me to um, do the show again because I did it last year when it was online and that one was dedicated to Sean Monterosa and um, I painted a piece for him in Clarion Alley and uh, it's crazy because Paz knows the synchronicities with that whole situation and why I painted his name. (laughs) Yeah, that was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I'll tell the story real quick. Yes, share it please. Yeah, so Paz was saying earlier that, you know, like we met like going to a, a... an action in uh, Vallejo and I didn't really know what to expect like you know I was just I just came from New Mexico and so like I went to the action and you know I was like spectating whatever just observing everything that was going on and uh, from the corner of my eye I seen this uh, lady walking by and I saw the letters P-U-E and I was like Thinking in my head, like, automatically, I think, you know, Pueblo, whenever I see P-U-E. <laughs> Just saying, you know, yeah, like. Yeah. So I, like, took a second look, and I was like, you know, like, that second in my head, I was like, did that say, does that say it tells Pueblo? Like, I looked again, and right as I looked, the flannel of, the top flannel of her shirt blew in the wind. <laughs> and then I said, house pueblo on her t-shirt <laughs> underneath and i was like 
what the fuck? So I had to stop her because it was so like unbelievable to yeah, me. Yeah. I was just like, what? You know, I was like, excuse me, ma'am. I was like, but does your shirt say toss bubble? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, yeah. She's like, it does. She's like, oh, you been there? And so that's where I'm from. Like, that's yeah. my home. Yeah. She's like, wow, it's so beautiful there. I go there every year. And I was Whoa. like, what? what? You know? Whoa. And another thing, too, is like before I had came out here last year, um, I was at an action in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, there, it was, you know, everybody was saying everybody's name that have, you know, got shot by the police and, you know, the fatalities with that. And um, I heard Sean's name and I was like, like wondering who is this? Like some of the people that, you know, people were saying. And um, so I remembered that when I was in Vallejo, I was like, oh shit, like, okay, like that's him. Like this is for him. And, you know, just also seeing his, um, you know, his mom and his family, his sisters mourn and, you know, like speak up on the behalf of their brother. You know, it was just like powerful and and it made me reflect on my life and, you know, my journey out here and all that. And so it was just like a trip to me, you know, seeing that Taos Pueblo and Vallejo at this protest, you yeah, know, I was just yeah. like, what the, yeah. like, is this a trip? But there's been so many synchronicities out here for me. And Paz is a witness to that yeah. because he saw it. He was there. <laughs> he was there. I can, I can be the witness because I was the witness there. <laughs> he even had his hand up. <laughs> It is I. I am the witness. <laughs> so yeah, like, um, I painted um Sean Monterosa's name Toucan. That's what he um went by, and in Clarion, cause I got offered a space to paint there. And at first, I was just like a little intimidated, cause I was just like, wow, there's so many great artists there, and you know, there's so many like powerful messages and this art, you know, that like, what can I contribute and, you know, to the community and me not being from here, you know, but paying homage to not, and acknowledge that it's like native land, but also like, you know, it's it's different now, of course, it's a city, there's so many people here and like and so many different cultures and it's beautiful. And it reminds me a lot of like New Mexico because like just the, you know, Latino, like, community, like, that's, you know, I mean, New Mexico is the gateway to, like, Mexico, you know what I'm saying, because it's New Mexico, like, so. <laughs> but there's, I grew up around um, Latinos, Latinas, you know, and um, of all different backgrounds, so, yeah, like, it has similarities here, and um, Sean was from here, so, I was thinking I gotta I'm gonna put two can up. So I did. And it's like a vertical up and down uh piece next to a, a Zumbi um portrait, a memorial for him that Mal Waters did. And then it's also next to a F twelve, shout out F twelve and Mal Waters. Um but yeah, it's it's cool to like have that space there, you know, and Actually, this year when I was out here for the Presida Festival, 
I repainted the um, piece and I did different colors. I did it on uh, Giants colors. Yeah. So I changed it up, like freshened it up, you know, and his sisters loved it. Like everyone loved it. And that made me feel really good, you know? So. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was a great piece right there. Yeah, it was crazy with that. seeing Mel Waters do the zombie piece and then it like been having it right there next to Ken was just like, you know, it's just it's sad, but it's there, you know, and like that's a place we can convene and, and be with them in a way, you know. Right. Definitely. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of like good energy in that area yeah um so bear work where how can people find you you know do you have an instagram or like a page or anything like how can we how can people stay tapped in with you and and with all the amazing work that you you've been able to do and continue to do so you can uh follow me on instagram at b3ar.3mc um and that's basically it because i don't have facebook or twitter or anything else like i don't know but um yeah b3ar.3mc um and you can also use that same handle for my um email if you want to reach out to me send me a postcard or something <laughs> at the uh, gmail yeah at gmail okay yeah and um also soundcloud i have some beats on there um, oh check out yeah how do you find how do you find you on soundcloud it's uh b3ar3mc okay awesome yeah well thank you so much for coming on to old soul radio and blessing us with your journey and we we're honored to be a part of it now because you already know you're always welcome here whenever you need uh, a space a platform to to speak on your your journey your projects your work that you're doing the door is open and uh thank you for having me i really appreciate it it's been really dope to you know connect and you know just be out here in the bay and meeting so many dope people creative creatively and just beautiful inside and out and you know all around like shout out crypto um i want to play a shout out queasy i want to play a a song though oh which like, one uh exiting song yes please play it for us okay cool Hey, exclusive. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Hey, we're also radio. MC Pause, DJ Jima, Bear MC. Shout out everybody in the building. Yeah. of this crooked game hundreds of years being told of what we couldn't say and now the property we've earned they all took away there ain't no ownership and the people disillusioned so a paycheck had them turning back upon the movement and we don't need to prove it with no paperwork because honestly all those apologies that made it worse so we ain't caring what you're saying on that panel or the news channel defending that star-spangled banner and propaganda been working they still whitewashing so if we want peace then we gonna have to fight for Oh, 
of public lynchings while they money printing. Man, this whole fucking system pandering and pimping. Disadvantaged to underprivileged slander my pigment. Black and proud, even when beneath the blackest cloud. And the thunder crack was loud on this battleground. Never backing down from the fracas as the panthers vow. Stand around trapping, stupid ain't the standard now. Can't allow another hour to pass without empowering the mass. Newsflash, same cast, push the powder in the gas. Cuban trafficking, shackled and chained Africans. Passengers, middle passengers, emancipated. The back in the cage of savages. Act as if our payback ain't a sacrament. The activism's no act of capitalism. We back up off the canvas, no unanimous decisions. Lawgivers, dogs sitting by the children starving prison. Challenging my memory bank is out of deficit when it comes to remembering cause we don't get credited Fall back on my medicine use cause they complain about the aroma still I don't dab that's overkill messing up your motor skills y'all abusing it rushing like the fuse is lit a quick high let down like the music biz the slow drift off the danish it's delicate to roll one you gotta have some patience lace it with some hash but make sure it's natural not too much weed not too much tobacco okay yeah like that okay kind of getting in i feel it. might smoke different though that's the beauty of the spliff never roll the perfect split. Just keep trying, experimenting, you know what I mean? <laughs> All that. Never ending journey, you know what I mean? Measy! Measy grown and clones of sativa plants. Bet you won't find a seed in that pack, can't trace it. The black lime is fine organic. Folks to never smoke trying to brand it. Cannabis is big business, so I wiggle with my split lid. Mad at this industry too, there ain't no difference. Can't enjoy it, the culture get exploited. And they act like it's a favor when they offer you employment. <laughs> split the crutch and crumble up the raw paper. Put some tobacco with that weed, man, stop hating. It's all about the taste of the blend. Sativa and Danish exports, what I recommend. Man, if you're smoking with a friend, then don't rush them. Too many splits in one day can feel like a concussion. But keep rolling till you master it. Bring it yeah. Fire up and pass the split. Pass that. 
have you ever seen a miracle? Witness something spiritual, got your mind boggled, pouring out your bottle. You do it like a ritual because it was so mystical. You felt it in your soul and it moved throughout your physical. Ain't no choice, the day has come. Make a change, no time to run. You're talking to yourself while you stare up at the sun. Asking for forgiveness, Lord, why was I so dumb? I made it out the slums and I know that you're the one. You always held my back. And never let me go Even when I was alone You just gave me time to grow Pick me off the floor And somehow let me know I'm standing by your side The love will always show Even when you're at your worst I can only see your best And these are the type of words That dig deep up in your chest There's really nothing left So I take a deep breath And open my eyes To a new world feeling blessed They told you, but your hard times, your setbacks, your falls and fails, your tribulations, that's just the things that we go through. You lost sleep for your goals too, if it's all peace and we all eat to hear God speak when our heart beat from the concrete where that rose grew. I'm just really trying to be a humble servant, really trying to spread love and purpose, trying to bounce back and keep going every time that I feel like love is working. If your soul feels undernourished, bad things happen, you was undeserving. Brush it off, it's your time to shine. Took 99 problems, over 100 verses. Anybody hating on me, bless them. Anybody that lies to me, bless them. We ask that you got a direction and always provide for light and protection if your feet stumble your knees buckle rainy days you in deep trouble back to the wall surrounded by darkness no matter i still gotta rebuttal yeah i'ma let myself fly free don't wanna spell life with a l-i-e don't wanna f around or at the beat of the wind column if i hit bottom push harder brings on my back for the pit stops dreams over a map if you get lost head in the clouds hands in the dirt wings on your back if you're ready for the lift off Right, I'm giving 